Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Today I want to talk from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and just share just a few things as, we, as we're in this incredible day of, of I believe, a day of, of incredible breakthrough. And here we are, it says 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 10, it will come up on the screens. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. I have to be so careful when I read large passages of Scripture, because I want to preach on every verse. And this is just exploding already. The promise of life. It says, to my beloved son, to Timothy. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing. I don't stop this. This goes on all the time. I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother, and I am persuaded is in you also, Timothy. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Other versions say self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, not of me, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. See, a lot of people talking about, you know, the sufferings, but he's saying according to the power of God. There's the power of God for your suffering. Hello? There's the power of God for your suffering. Who has saved us, uh, every verse, (laughs) who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, our good deeds, you can't earn them, but according to his own purpose and his own, I could say his grace, which was handed to us, free gift. His grace, his purpose was a free gift to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Saviour Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Everybody say, through the gospel. Look at someone say, through the gospel. He has abolished death and brought light, immortality, sorry, life and immortality to light through the gospel. No wonder this same man, the Apostle Paul said, The gospel is the power of God. 
is the power of God. No wonder we're under so much uh, pressure and threat to water down the gospel. Hello? The pressure is on. The pressure is on to relax your grip on the Word of God. Just is. You can't say that. But yeah, but the Bible says it. Yeah, but you can't say that. You've got to forgive. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Yeah, but the Word of God says forgive. Yeah, but Pastor Jay, you don't understand. This goes back. Yeah, but the Word of God says, the Word of God says, by his stripes you were healed. Yeah, but Pastor Jay, you don't know what I'm dealing with here. Yeah, but the Word of God says, the Word of God says, and in another part of 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul said, don't stop preaching the Word of God. Don't stop preaching the Word of God. The Word of God is it. It's the plumb line. It's the sword. It's the hammer and the fire. The Word of God is God's love in action, God's grace. The Word of God is it. Don't let go. Don't let go of the Word of God. Don't let go of thus saith the Lord. Don't let go of the principles and the standards in the Word of God. They don't need to be updated. They don't need to be upgraded. They don't need to be, they need to be explained, but they don't need to be explained away. Are you with me today, yeah? It's the Word of Almighty God. But I'm not preaching on that today. It's just terrible. It's just a great passage of Scripture. Today I want to talk about stir it up. Stir it up. You know what we're going to do? Turn to at least 27 people and say, stir it up. Go on, 27, at least, at least. Stir it up. Come on, one more time together. Stir it up. 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 <laughs> Stir it up. I mean, flipping heck, this is awesome. Stir it up. One version says, fan it into flame. Fan it into flame. I'm sure you've all seen those little clips of the YouTube. Somebody's got a fire going and they have the bright idea to get a can of petrol. <laughs> you've seen them. You've seen them. And there's like a fire going and they think, oh, that's not big enough. And so they undo the petrol and they go, whoosh, and suddenly, boom, they stir it up. They stir it up. The fence is burning down and this and that. I was like, oh, wow. We've stirred up our garden quite a few times with, with flames and fire. I've got a fire pit. You know, when we built the patio some years ago, it's like, we have got to have a fire pit. We've got to have it. I need something I need to dance around, like, like Castaway Tom Hanks. Fire! Fire! And I do. I don't apologise for it. Fire! There's something about fire. 
my old, my old pastor was so excited about fire, he got a fire going as a teenager and he burnt the whole barn down in his dad's farm. Something about fire. Stir it up. Fire it up. Fan it into flame. Smoldering is not good enough. You know, some people have a picture of the baptism with fire, which is an expression in the Bible about when the Holy Spirit, uh, the, sec- the third person of Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit actually fell down on people. There's a time when the church started and God started the church with a baptism of fire. And it says they were baptized with fire in a couple of weeks' time. Next week, next week, we got a baptism service down here and we're going to have a blast. It's going to be great. When you're baptized in the tank, you don't get a little bit and pour it on the head and it's just like your forehead gets wet. You get completely immersed. Some people think when the baptism of fire happened in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, that it's like a little cigarette, bing, little, a little, a bling, little cigarette lighter on top of the head. Bling, little tongue, little tongue of fire. And they were going, oh, look, little, little, you got one as well. They were baptized in fire. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet, somebody I was speaking to about this had had a vision of this, and I absolutely, because it's just scriptural. And he said, God showed him what happened, and they were like just, just people on fire. That's the glory of God shining out of people's lives. But I'm not preaching on that. I'm preaching on stir it up. Look at someone say, stir it up. up. Now this is, I want us to understand the context of this. And I know the Word of God is very detailed and it says what it means and it means what it says. He kicks this off. He starts this by saying, Paul, an apostle, he always opens the letter. And then he says, to my beloved son, Timothy. This is the covering love of a father who wants the best for his son Timothy, son in the faith. It wasn't his physical son, it was his spiritual son in the faith. It was his heart for his boy. Can I put it like that? So everything he's saying is from a place of compassion. It's from a place of concern. It's from a place of, I want you to be the best you can be. My heart for you. It's not about me, it's about you, Timothy. I see my job in life as to put what I've got on the inside of you, Timothy. And he starts off by saying, you know what? I pray for you every day. Every day I'm, I'm rejoicing and, and I'm remembering you in my prayers. He said, I'm mindful of your tears. I'm mindful of your tears, Timothy. Now please understand what I'm gonna say here. From the heart of a father to a son. 
In fact, I'll say it to me. Because I can't get offended at me. (laughs) My woes and my pains, my upset, my trials mean everything to Jesus. Everything. Absolutely everything to Jesus. He's easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. My pains, my trials, my woes should mean everything to you. Hello? See, I said I'll make it personal so I'm not, I'm not saying you, you, your, because I don't want to upset anybody. So my pains, my trials, my woes, my infirmities, what I'm going through mean everything to Jesus. That's why he went to the cross. He's not sitting there crying and with a broken heart in heaven going, I don't know what to do, Father. No, he's saying, I've dealt with it, but, but, but he's, he's easily touched. He feels it when we suffer. He knows it. He feels it. Have you ever had, had that thought that, wow, I sense the Holy Ghost on the inside of me? Anybody ever? I, I sense his spirit. Well, the Bible says that's because he's in us. But I'm going to perhaps give you a thought that perhaps you've never thought of before. Perhaps you have. The Bible says he's in us, but the Bible says I'm in him. He feels me in there. Like you sense God in you, he senses me in him. He knows what I'm going through. He knows what I'm having to handle. He knows what's, what's happening. And it means everything to him. And as much as people know, those circles, as much as people know who I am, what I'm going through, what a, should mean everything to you. Because you know what you're called to do? You're called to rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Pray. What does the Bible say? Bear one another's burdens. But my pains, my woes, my troubles, my trials should mean absolutely nothing to me. Quiet in the room. Now can you see why I didn't say about you? The Bible never tells me to bear my own burdens. It says for me to bear yours. The Bible never tells me to worry about my own situation. The Bible tells me to pray about yours. What does it tell me to do with my cares? Cast them. Too many people carry in their own cares. And when you start to carry your own cares, it tells me you're not carrying anybody else's. You can't carry both. You're carrying yours or you're carrying mine. Which ones are you carrying? This is right. But the world is training people to carry your own cares. Worry about this. Be concerned about that. Care about this. Be offended about that. All of it is carrying your own cares. 
But I'm not talking about that today. So that's the context of what Paul is about to say. And in some ways, the context is as important as the answer. I'm mindful of your tears. You never find Paul saying, I'm mindful of my tears. Yeah? I'm mindful of yours. I'm carrying the care of the churches. The burden of the churches, not his own. And he's saying, Timothy, I'm mindful of your tears, but I am persuaded. One version says, I'm convinced. I'm persuaded that there's faith on the inside of you. Genuine faith. It was in your grandmother, it was in your mother, and I'm persuaded it's in there as well. All I'm seeing at the moment is a lot of tears. But there's faith in there. There's faith in there, Timothy. There's faith in there. There's genuine faith in there, Timothy. Therefore, I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gift of God on the inside. When we lose sight of the gift of God, we will get into emotional turmoil. When we lose sight of the calling of God and the gift of God, what God has called me to be. Can I put it like that? Who I am, my identity in Christ. When we lose sight of that, then everything else will be tears. So today I wanna talk about stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God. It's central to who we are as believers. Now, I don't know about you, but isn't it easy to get into the poor old me episode? And you'll find three million people on Facebook who will agree with you. Yeah, poor old you. You should complain to someone. You know, the Bible says, even though we walk through the valley of death, and it says, even those who pass through the valley of tears, pass through, not camp in it. <laughs> pass through. Don't camp, don't pitch tent in the valley. Just keep walking. Just keep Swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Let it go. That's a different film. Sharon and I, we made a decision years ago that we were going to act on God's word. Quality decision, blood washed decision, faith decision from the Holy Ghost that no matter what happens, we're just going to do the word of God. That was a, a decision. Do you remember I talked about choose life? That's like one of the choices. Like, boom, we're just going to do the Word of God. 
When we don't feel like it, we're going to do the Word. When we don't want to, we're going to do the Word. We're just going to do the Word of God. We're just going to do the Word of God. It's what we're going to do. We're going to act upon the Word of God. Now, Sharon has to remind me of that. I never seem to have to remind her of that. Well, no, there are times, but that's, she's in my exclusive circle, so you don't know about them. <laughs> but um, whenever I get into that poor old me episode, that's not intercession, yeah? One person say this, I just laughed. That's not intercession, that's an inner session. <laughs> I just thought that was brilliant. Whenever I get into that inner session, poor old me, what a little, just someone else. I, I actually sent a message to somebody the other day, one of my three, and I said, something else to contend with, exclamation mark. And I'm so glad that I got good people in my inner thing. They, he said, you can do it. And I thought, yeah, I can do it. Stir it up, Melfi. But isn't it easy when you get into that inner session to forget about the stirring it up and to want to stir up the devil around you? The things you do, they're just stirring up the problem. Stirring up the issue. Stirring up the unbelief. Stirring up the doubt. Stirring up the criticism. Stirring up the, the gossip, the pointing the finger. No, it's not time to stir up the stuff around us. It's time to stir up the gift of God on the inside. Stir up the gift of God on the inside. And, you know, Sharon's great at this. She's, she'll say things like, come on, stand up and stir up. You know, here I am talking about, you know, rejoice. And she'll pull me out of the chair and say, jump. She does, I'll tell you. Pull me out the chair. Come on. She's compassionate, but she's a lion. But we decided that we were going to act on the Word of God. You know, 41 years ago. No, not 41, 38 years ago. We're going to act on the Word of God. And a part of acting on the Word of God is 2 Timothy chapter 1. Oh God, will you do something? No, you stir yourself up. Is this all right? You stir yourself up. Ah, but in Haggai it says, the Lord stirred the spirit of Zerubbabel, the governor of the high priest Joshua, and of all the people. The Lord stirred up the spirit. The Lord did it. So Lord, come and stir me up. Yeah, but that was the Old Testament when they didn't have Jesus Christ on the inside. They weren't born again. They weren't raised from the dead. They weren't glorified on the inside. They didn't have the mind of Christ. They didn't have a spirit of faith. It wasn't as He is, so are we in this world. We are born again, baptised in the Holy Ghost with the hand of God upon our lives. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He says, boy, you got what it takes. Now stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. So we're going to have a quick think about 
How are we going to stir stuff up today? How are we going to do this? What do we need to do? What have we got to stir up? Well, we stir up the gift of God. We've got the gift of God on the inside. Why are we given the gift of God? And of course, that was specifically stir up the gift, Paul said, that has been given to you by the laying on of my hands. So there are times when gifts are transferred into our lives. Yeah? And that can be a very powerful spiritual thing. I'm not going to get into specifically that today. That's not really what I want to be talking about, about the gift of this and the gift of that. But what I am, am going to be saying is really quite dangerous. And I'll tell you why it's dangerous. Because we're saying, stir it up. And what that can mean is everybody all of a sudden starts to get stirred up. But I would prefer to have a church of people who are a ball of fire wanting to turn the world upside down where we have to bring in a little bit of wisdom here and there than a bunch of, not that anybody, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Than a bunch of apathetic, lukewarm people where you have to give give them an injection to even get to church. (laughs) Hello. I know that's not us. I'm just saying as a principle what I'd prefer. I'd prefer to have an explosive, an explosive church where we said, oh, man, they're taking some risks there. Whoa, they're, they're sort of, they're stepping out of a boat and trying to walk and they're sinking. We're having a quick, 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 get the life raft over here. Someone else has tried to walk on water. Someone else is laying hands on the sick. Someone else is giving away everything they've got, believing God for a miracle. Come on, somebody else, somebody else is saying, come on, by his stripes you were healed. Let's get you up. Come on. Come on in Jesus' name. Stirring it up. Somebody else is saying, I'm believing God for a new business. Somebody else is saying, I'm believing God for my kids to turn this world upside down. Somebody else is stirring up their wife and their kids and just getting excited. I prefer to have a stirred up, on fire, believing, baptised in the Holy Ghost, Spirit of Faith Church. Where we have to say, whoa, let's calm this down a little bit. I love Exodus chapter 35. We're going to make the tabernacle. Fantastic. Everybody came. If you're good with gold, you go and work with the gold. If you're good with cloth, go and work with the cloth. If you're good with kids, go and work with the kids. If you're good at giving, go and give. If you're good at, 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 at the woodwork and carving, go and work with the woodwork. And everybody else who perhaps doesn't have specific sort of gifts, just come and, just come and be involved. And he says, everybody flooded in. And then it says, whoa, only time in the Bible. I'm believing God for this one. Only time in the Bible where they have to say, stop giving. Stop it. Oh, Pastor Jay, just one more. No, no. We're closing off the transfers. That's what happened in Exodus. They were so stirred. It says their heart was willing and their heart was stirred. Please, nobody else serving in kids' church. Come back. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Will you get them out of there? They were there last week. Get them out. 
please stop being a steward. We don't need any more. Hello? Please stop it. We don't need any more singers. There's like 50 people on the platform. Pull them off. Stop it. Isn't it better to calm down a situation? Hello? I'm trying to stir it up. But as the church of Jesus Christ, God has told us to stir ourselves up. Of course, there are gifts, admin and teaching and perhaps you know, beginning a business. We've got all sorts of gifts, education. Perhaps you're involved in education, media, law, church, community, hospitality, five-fold ministry. What do I mean by that? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. All sorts of gifts in the Word of God. But first and foremost, we are a gift. A lot of people talking about the fact they have a gift, but don't realise that they are a gift. To be wrapped and unwrapped and given. We are a gift to the people around us. Use it for the kingdom of God. Use your gift in your small group. Stir it up. Use your gift in your relationships, in your business, in your office. Stir it up. I don't want to be really spiritual about all this. Stir up your influence. Stir up the fact that you've got a voice. If any of you have seen the King's Speech, the film, The King's Speech, really pertinent to me because I know exactly what that man's gone through with the whole speech issue and not being able to hold a conversation and uh, 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 and all of that mess. And there's a bit there where that speech therapist, if you haven't seen it, is saying to the king, you know, um, you know, come on, come on, and you can't, uh, just trying to stir him up. And the king has been stammering away, can't hold a conversation. It's all very insecure and embarrassed and whatever else. And he turns around and says, but I have a voice. Oh, brings me to tears every time. And the guy says, yes, you do. Perhaps something needs to provoke a reaction on the inside of us. But I've got a gift. Yes, you have. But I am a gift. Yes, you are. But I can do this. Yes, you can. Don't waste any more of your life being wrapped on the shelf. Stir up the gift. Start the business. Fan into flame. Somebody said the other week, and they were talking to the musicians, and they said, how do you, and I was already thinking about all of this, and I thought, wow, that's brilliant. He said, how do you stir up the gift as a, as a musician? And they looked at him, he said, practice. <laughs> Quite simple. How do you stir up being the gift that God has called you to be? Develop it. Stir it up. Oh, I'm out of time. Five things that I'm just going to read. If you want the notes, I'll send them to you. Number one, how do we stir it up? By faith. I'm stirred up. 
It's very easy to say, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm worn out. I'm weary. I'm depressed. I'm upset. I'm offended. I'm betrayed. I'm disappointed. I've got an excuse why I'm not functioning now. But instead of that, come on, what does faith do? Faith speaks. Faith says, faith, but we have the same spirit of faith, therefore we believe, therefore we speak. There are times when God speaks, perhaps it's in a message or in my own personal time, and I will just keep saying it afterwards. Hey, I'm Julian and I'm stirred up. Hello, I'm Julian and I'm stirred up. You may think I'm mad, but I'm stirring myself up. Hey, I'm, I'm, I nearly said I'm faith. Your faith with anything is possible all over you. Hey, faith, I'm Julian and I'm in faith and I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. And the more you do it, hey, Je- hey, Jessica, I'm Julian, I'm stirred up. Hey, Michael, I'm Julian, your dad, and I'm stirred up. Hey, Leonard, and, d- and don't forget it. Uh, hey, hey, Leonard, I'm stirred up. Bless God. Something happens on the inside when you start, the first time you say it, you ain't stirred nothing. You're stirring, but you're not stirred. Hey, 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 Dr. Okocha, I'm stirred up. And the more you say it, you know what? You stir something up because faith speaks and faith creates. Number two, what is number two? I won't go back up there. Go after fear with everything you have. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear will want to keep you bottled up, wrapped up, messed up. What was that one? Tangled up. Fear will mess you up good. It is the number one plan of the enemy to keep you not functioning as your gift. Oh, but Pastor Jay, I can't, I won't. I tried it and it didn't work. I prayed for them and they died. (laughs) Serious. Have you ever dealt with that? I've dealt with that. You better believe it. So you know what you do? You stir it up. Hey, I'm Julian, I'm stirred up and I can lay hands on the sick and they recover. Hey, I'm Julian, I can lay hands on the sick and they recover, hallelujah. And you stir it up. Go after fear with everything you have in your arsenal, everything. Go against it in worship, go against it with your words, go against it in your relationships, go against it with what you're studying in the Word of God. Deal with fear because fear will cripple your life and stop you functioning. And then you'll stand before Jesus and he'll say, hey, how did you do? Well, I had a great calling. What did you do with it? Well, not a lot. Not a lot. You made me a gift for kids, but I never served. You made me a gift to lay hands on the sick, but I never tried it. The gift is there. Stir it up. Number three, stir up the power of God. Stir up the power of God. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Stir up the power of God. Stir up the power of God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get into the spirit of the thing. Stir it up. Thank God I don't have to function as a gift in my own strength. Isn't that awesome? I don't care how ordinary the gift is, I can still function in partnership with the person of the Holy Spirit. 
You better take the Holy Spirit into that classroom and teach the kids. You better take the Holy Spirit into that financial institution. You better take the Holy Spirit into that office. Don't leave them at home. I know my theology and I'm all for, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's about the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stir up the love of God. Number four, stir up your pure mind. Stir up your thinking. Stir up your learning. According to what your gift is. We went and walked past the Queen, Her Majesty the Queen on Wednesday. And we spent hours with a great group of people, absolutely brilliant. And we had a vicar who's in his 70s. What an incredible man. Incredible. Completely different churchmanship, completely different experience. He'd been one of the chaplains of Cambridge University. I mean, this guy was a a brain on legs. He could speak Latin, Greek, Hebrew, you name it. He could speak it fluently. and, And I mean, he knew everything. He knew everything. And now I'll be quite honest, there was a little bit of intimidation there. The more we talked, the more I listened. Because you say something and you say, that was a dumb thing to say. Uh, Hello. So you just listen. And then Sharon came up. Sharon makes friends of absolutely everybody. And I mean, I'm sure by the end of it, they had each other's telephone numbers and whatever else. (laughs) It's just how it goes. But she spent about an hour just, they were just in front. I was talking to somebody else, another couple. And you know, like we queued for five hours. So we were just there. And, And they had a brilliant, brilliant conversation. He learned what he needed to know. I need to learn what I need to know. What do you need to know? Oh, Pastor Jay, I've got a, I'm stirring up the gift of healing on the inside of me. Well, yeah, we're all called to heal the sick, every one of us. Some of us have got something specific about gifts of healings for the body. I get all of that. But what do you need to know? Oh, I just need to just stand here and shake. No, you don't just need to stand there and shake. You need to learn something about how to lay hands on the sick. Learn something. Oh, I just, need to, I just need to rely upon Jesus to just come and blast through when He needs me. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I need to learn how to keep in step with the Holy Ghost and hear His voice and know what to do and how to do it and how to develop faith and bring faith out of somebody's life. And We need to learn what we need to learn. Number five, stir up your testimony. Therefore, do not be ashamed. There's a lot of therefores in this passage. Absolutely brilliant. Go home and read the passage. Brilliant passage. Again, therefore, do not be ashamed of your story. You got a story and your gift and your story go hand in hand. Go hand in hand. Don't just stand on the street and shout about Jesus. Give somebody your personal story. I was sick and now I'm healed. That's your story. I was poor and now my needs are met. That's your story. I was depressed and now I've got joy. That's your story. 
Don't spiritualize it. Just make it your story. And stir it up and don't be ashamed of it. And number six, stir up the gospel. Telling people about Jesus. There's something different. Your story and the gospel are two different things. Very different. People trying to mix them together all the time. No, the gospel is the gospel. Your story is your story. Your story is relational. The gospel is the, is the net. But it's time to stir it up. Shall we all stand to our feet today? I hope you got something out of that. Wow, 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 wow. Stir it up. You know, services like this can go one of two ways. We either explode and it's, yeah, I'm stirred up. Which is why I always want them to go. But I just think there's a decision to be made today. I have a gift. I am a gift. I stir myself up. Let's all say that. I stir myself up. Say it again. I stir myself up. Look at someone. Say, I'm stirred up. Shake hands with at least nine people and say, I'm stirred up. Come on, you saw what I did. Hi, I'm Abimbola and I'm stirred up. Hi, I'm Joyce and I'm stirred up. Hi, I'm Steve and I'm stirred up. Come on, say that. Hi, I'm Ruth and I'm stirred up. Hi, I'm Greg and I'm stirred up. Hi, I'm Angela and I'm stirred up. Stirred up. If you're online and in your own, shake hands with your own self. Hi. I'm stirred up. Father God, we thank You for today. We thank You, God, for Your incredible presence, the power of Your Word. Thank You for joy and faith and all the fruit of Your Spirit. Thank You for enabling us and equipping us. Thank You, God, for an incredible plan and purpose for our lives. Father, we do declare it. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up to be all that God has called me to be. I'm not gonna carry my own burdens anymore. Throw them away right now in Jesus' Name. In order that I can carry other people and fulfill and function in the gift that I am. In Jesus' mighty Name. And if you've received that today, come on, let's give God some praise in the house. Thank You, Lord. Now, right now, please, with every, every eye closed, every head bowed, we do this every service, we give individuals an opportunity to be introduced to this person, the Saviour, Jesus Christ. This is not just a religion. We're talking here about a relationship with the God who loves you and died for you on the cross and has got great plans for your life. And if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Saviour, perhaps you're going round and round in circles going, you know what, this just doesn't fulfill my life. We're not just offering you Jesus as like a pill or as something to fill a void and give you a happier life. No, Jesus is your Saviour. You need to have Him come into your life and forgive your sin and cleanse you and wash you and forgive you. 
but he does give you a plan and a purpose. If you're here today with every eye closed and every head bowed and you say, Pastor Jay, I need to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive him as my Lord and Saviour. I want to be forgiven of my sin, washed and cleansed from everything on the inside of me that's been pulling me down and holding me back. Or perhaps you're here today and you know you need to come back to God. You're one of those who are not stirred up and not fanned into flame and you're wondering if there's really any life still left in there. Come on, it's time to give your life back to God. So right now, this is a very personal moment. If there's anybody here today and you want to indicate, yeah, Pastor Jay, I want to respond to this. I want to give my life to Jesus or come back to God very quickly I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in this auditorium right now God bless you wonderful once I've seen your hand that's great you can put it down God bless you wonderful come on there's other people here today is there anybody else here today it is a moment for your life and for your future if you're online today please respond I can't see your hand of course but respond by saying yep that's me is there anybody else here today along with these others that have responded Come on, one last time. Please don't leave here without responding to Jesus. Come on, give Him your life today. Don't walk out of this place not knowing that your eternity is settled or you know you've come back to God. Is there anybody else here today in this service? Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer together. And it's a prayer, what we call of salvation, whether you're coming back to God or you're praying it for the first time. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You've demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give me life. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life. I stir up the gift of life in Jesus' Name, Amen. One more time, let's give God some praise in the house.